This is Dale Jr., and you're listening to Dirty Mo Radio. We were still five short, so, you know, and it, we didn't have a yellow, so it was five laps short, and, uh, you know, you don't know if you saved enough. The Dale Jr. download starts now. For the hundreds of thousands in attendance and the millions watching around the world, this is Bristol. So let's get ready to rumble! I love that place. With Mike Davis and Dustin Lee, I'm Taylor Zarzer. This is the Dale Jr. Download. I, I love that atmosphere. I am so blessed to be able to go to the greatest sporting events in the world. And when you're in the world's largest amphitheater, when you're in the last great coliseum, I mean, I, I'm, I'm getting goosebumps right now. I'm telling you, everyone must experience that, Mike Davis. My first race there was a Nationwide Series in 2002. And at the end of the race, Jimmy Spencer punted Jack Sprague. Sprague goes running down the front stretch to go after him. And the only reason he didn't is because Kevin Harvick was coming off the top ropes to go ch- choke Greg Biffle. Yeah. And I'm watching all this, and I'm like, I love this place. Yeah. This, I can't get enough of it. And it's been the same ever since. It was fascinating to watch. Junior ends up finishing 10th, add 13 points to the cushion over 11th. He's now 33 points ahead of 11th place with two races to go. Now, keep this in mind. I don't want to be the bearer of bad news here, but he would be 10th right now if the chase started today because of points and wins. Yeah. Um, So he would be 10th. Last week he would have been 8th. This week he would be 10th, just given the other people that are in the top 10 right now. But his cushion over 11th is greater. It is at 33 points. So the moral of the story is this. He's in a better position points-wise to make the chase, but he'd be further back in terms of points starting the playoffs or the chase, if you will. So um, I guess the, the moral of the story is, Mike, win one of these next two. Hence the great debate over what we will spend our time talking about today, and that is the to pit or not to pit, because the people that wanted him to stay out, yeah. they will tell you they need they want him to get that win because you know that you need a win going into the chase to you know to give yeah. yourself a good shot to try to win the championship. Can't, I just got to ask you a couple questions. Did Let's you see it. what happened to Clint Boyer? Yes. Dale Jr. is on the exact same mileage as Clint Boyer. Yeah. I mean exact same mileage as Clint Boyer. He, you could argue he's on the same mileage as Matt Kenseth. Matt Kenseth has already won four races this year. Matt Kenseth's situation was very different from Dale Jr.'s. The two reasons why they absolutely made the right call, it's not even debatable in my mind, is number one, they put themselves in a much better position to make the championship. You can't not make the championship. Second, I'm just going to be honest with you here, Mike. I don't think he wins the race. I think he finishes fourth. Well, If they do stay out and they don't run out of gas, I think he finishes fourth. He had one of the best cars. He drove a great race coming from 19th. The changes they made on that car on Saturday were why he was so bad fast all night long. But Casey Kane and Matt Kenseth had better cars, yeah. and he would have finished third or fourth. So you don't gamble to stay out if you're going to finish third or fourth. You gamble to stay out if you absolutely know – we will finish first. Here's, here's where I was on this, and I'll just be completely transparent and honest. I was – initially, I was disappointed that they pitted. 
I, I, I said it on Twitter. I'm going to own up to the fact that I'm like, I wanted him to stay out because I thought he had a good enough car to win the race. That being said, I recognize two key points, and that is this. You're right. You have to, to make that decision to stay out. It is to win the race. It is not to get a top five. Where Dale was restarting was fifth. If you go off the, trend, the, the trends from the entire night, that's not yeah. with Dale Jr., that's with every driver out there. The, the inside row on restarts, you were pretty much guaranteed to lose one to two positions every restart if you were on the inside row. It happened to everybody all yeah. night. Junior's restarting fifth. He's on the inside row. So you have to assume you have to factor in the fact that he's going to probably slip to sixth or seventh, and you've got 40-some-odd laps at Bristol to, to win the race just from sixth or seventh. No. And – also have to pass Matt Kenseth no, or Casey Kane to win the race. That being said, I want to make sure I'm clear on this because I wanted him to stay out with the assumption that the way the race would play out would be that half of those guys were going to run out of fuel. They right. didn't. Yeah. And, and a lot of people are going to use that as an excuse of why Dale Jr. should have stayed out because, hey, everybody else had. I look at it as a reason why, all right, I'm glad they pitted because I didn't see Dale Jr. winning with as few laps as there was. Uh, you know, and restarting on the inside row, I didn't see Junior able to win unless at least half of them, and both Kane and Kenseth both ran out of gas, and they didn't. Mike, the one thing that absolutely could not happen to Dale Earnhardt Jr. is what happened to Clint Boyer. That's right. That is the thing that absolutely could not happen. Oh, if no. that happened, we're we're in chaos right, mode right, right now, and, panic and, and, mode. And I recognize that fact is that as I'm sitting there counting on half of those yeah. people to run out of gas, they're on the same mileage that Dale Jr. is. So I don't Mike, know why Mike, I would have thought my driver was going to be able to save that much and them not. I don't Mike, know. people attack me left and right for saying Dale Jr. should go for wins. Dale Jr. should go for wins. I, I want him to go for wins. Well, the guy, Taylor, that says go for wins is telling you they made the right call. No, yeah. Beca- listen, I think in Atlanta – if the situation is the same in Atlanta, stay out. Yeah. It's a different kind of track. You know, you can hold your position much longer in Atlanta than you can in Bristol. But uh, there, it was absolutely the right decision. So, let's hear what the guys had to say. You talk about great teamwork. Right now, Steve Latart and Dale Earnhardt Jr. and TJ Majors and the rest of that team, you want to talk about the same page, they are on it. Let's hear the uh, vibration that Dale Jr. had when he climbed from 19th to 7th. I mean, just picking people off. But he did report a vibration. Here it is. I got a vibration. It's like a wheel, but not a loose wheel. It's like a weird wheel vibration, but it ain't loose. I only want to take left. Vibration's livable. Not getting worse. Yeah, as long as it ain't going to come off or something ain't going to break. Shit, four. If they all pit, stay out. Stay out if you can take the lead. They should all come in front of you. The only question is the 29. Stay out. Stay out. Hopefully we got the tires to handle it. Yeah, I think we should. We should. Those guys, uh, you know, really were no better. So we'll see. Uh, I mean, hopefully the tires won't blow out. Yeah, yeah, that's definitely a hope. I'm going to tell you one thing. Uh, you know, I, I liked how they were joking on the uh, about the tire situation, and I, and th- I didn't think that that vibration, the way Junior talked about it, it didn't sound like the vibration was going to be a huge deal. You just kind of hoped it wouldn't be. But I know one thing. We learned early on in this race that. If you were going to win the race, it wasn't going to happen by passing on the inside. And, boy, did we not learn it from the Casey Kane thing. But I know when Dale Jr. was in third – oh, no, no, he was in fourth. And he went to take third, and he cleared them for a second. What happened? 
He got freight trained. Freight trained. He got. He went back to like seventh or eighth, and I was eighth. like, "Wow!" So the inside row is not going to work. We learned that early on, and that I think that well, plays a factor into the way that we uh, what we ended up doing towards the end of the race. To that point, uh, when they're standing in the tunnel to go out to their song, and Junior picks uh, the Twilight Zone, by the way, which is kind of funny. But uh, J- Junior, Jeff Burton, Mark Martin, Jimmy Johnson. Jeff Gordon, Carl Edwards, Brad Kislowski, all those guys are kind of standing around talking shop. And Jeff Burton just comes up just comes up to Junior and the guys and goes, Hey boys, can I ask y'all something? How are we supposed to pass each other tonight? <laughs> I mean, because of what you just said right there. You could not make the bottom stick and they knew it going into the race. It was confirmed as the race was going on. But he did. He just comes up and he goes, How exactly are That's we supposed funny. to pass each other tonight? Because you couldn't. It was almost impossible to do it. I love the drama there. But it was really hard to pass. Okay, let's listen to uh, clip four. This is uh, audio from between laps 358 and 450, saving fuel. I, I had to listen to Matt Kenseth, Clint Boyer, uh, and several, Kurt Busch, Kyle Busch, and several others, and I heard a bunch of save, save, save. Yeah. And you heard it with uh, Steve Letarte and Dale Jr. This, too. This is about three different cautions worth of chatter in about 100 laps. It's just kind of a, a, a collection of it all. Reckon three and four cautions out. Save gas right here, right around. Save all you can. Let me know how you think you're doing, if you'll be able to shut it off, or if you just run the long gears to help me do some calculations. I'm getting it shut off a good bit. Caution, caution, keep coming, keep coming. No caution, caution out, caution out. Save fuel. All right, keep saving gas, all you can here. 65 to go. I know this is going to be frustrating, but just keep saving me a little gas if you can. We don't want to let anybody go, but smooth off the pedals. Lift early, left brake. Caution out, debris and force, save fuel. Last time was look good, how's the car? It's, it's fine, I'm saving gas, not really having to do much. So four, save all you can under this yellow. Save, 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 save. One thing we did not hear in there was when Junior uh, did say to Steve, like, listen, man, I, I got you. I know we got to save fuel. Like, he wasn't mad, no, no. He, but he was he was just saying, look, I, I'm with you. I'm on your team. Like, I know. I promise you I'm in here doing everything I can to save fuel. Yeah, point, your point of saving is made. It yeah. is hammered. I got <laughs> You have to understand this, too. Dale Earnhardt Jr. going into this race, I could see it all over his face. Uh, we'll talk to Marty Smith more about this as well. After the bad luck these guys have had in the last few weeks, Mike, uh, the speed they've had, Dale Jr. was thinking, gosh, man, we've got to have a good finish tonight. We've got to have a good finish tonight. And you could tell he was very confident about the plan that Steve and Dale had going into this race. But he was also like, we can't have any fluke thing happen. We can't have what happened to Clint Boyer where Travis Quapel, a lapped car, comes up and wrecks Boyer with the lead. Something like that could not happen to Jr. So when you're telling him save, 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 He's in there thinking, man, we cannot run out of gas tonight. Right, absolutely. Because you know what? You have played every bad luck card that you can play at this point. Bad luck, all of a sudden, it does, if it happens, you yeah. you are in a hole. Yeah. And, 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 and you know, so, so bad luck could not happen to, that night. That's right. Uh, all right, now here it is, the decision to pit. It's caution yeah. 11, lap 447. You have 53 to go. He's in fifth position, but they made the right call here. Here it is. How many cars are on the lead lap? 18 total. We're running fifth, and we're trying to figure out how many of those 18 have been damaged. Is that a big wreck? Big wreck. What about a 56 there? Destroyed. Just thinking about the uh, points. Yeah, I'm with you. That's what I'm looking at. I'm, I'm looking at it all. I'm doing a little math here. Here's the deal. We are running fifth. If we pit, we're going to restart 12 with tires. That's the deal. 
Yeah, I don't know, man. I, won't, I don't want to run out of gas. We got the guys beat on pit on a point. If we just, you know, if we want to get us the top ten here. Yep, we won't go back to where we're at. We'll finish the top ten. I'll make the decision. Pit, 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 pit. We can't beat the twenty. Pit. It's not for a win. Come on, pit right here. Put four tires up. Put gas in it. Somebody has to make the call. I'll make it. I'll be the bad guy, but it's my job. I think this is a better decision. I think we had enough fuel, but I wasn't 100% sure. If it was for the win, I'd have left you out, but with fifth, I'd have decided just to come on in. We were starting on the bottom anyway. That's the right call, and I love the way he explained himself there. It's just kind of funny that Steve knows the whole free world's listening when he says that. It's almost like he's doing an interview yeah. while saying to Dale Jr., but he, he's right. It was not for the win. It was to finish fourth or fifth. It was not for the win. You solidify your your points position inside the top ten. Uh, at, at, just at the end of the day, I know everybody didn't want that to happen, but it was the right call. The other factor of that that had to have been – you heard Junior talk yeah. about this. The other factor is that that big crash that caused that 11th caution, there were a lot of contenders that were around Dale Junior and the points that were wrapped up in that. Yeah. And when Junior, Junior asked about the 56, he asked about other cars as well. We didn't have it in that clip. But he asked about other cars because he was wondering where the people that are around him in points, mm -hmm. if they got wrapped up and if it, it, what the condition of their car was. Because the 56 was destroyed. The two had a lot of damage. A lot of those cars had a lot of damage. All of a sudden, that could have triggered a, a little bit of a change of mentality. Like, we don't need to go for the win here. We need to come out of here with points. And you heard Dale Jr. say it right there. Yeah, you did. And it was at the end of the day, it was the right call. Nobody wants wins more than these guys do, but you had to do the right thing, and it was the right thing. Here's Junior after the race. We were going. Yeah, we were all. We were still five short. So even uh, you know, and it, we didn't have a yellow. So it was five laps short, and uh, just uh, not, not, you know, you don't know if you saved enough under caution. Shut the car off and stuff. So uh, if we uh, were past Richmond, Steve said we would have gambled and went for it. Uh, and I believe that if it was earlier in the season, we would have gambled and went for it. And, uh, but under the circumstances, we didn't have the freedom to do that. And, and I, you know, as much as I hate to you know, say what could have happened, you know, we'd be in and maybe we could have finished in the top five or top three even. Uh, it's it's uh, considering what happened to guys behind us at points. Uh, we had to do the right thing. Just all right, it is Junior Nation's favorite snack, Dale Junior Potato Chips. If you haven't had them, do yourself a favor. Go to DaleJuniorFoods.com. That's DaleJRFoods.com and find out where you can buy them or place an order online. You will not regret it. That's Dale Junior Potato Chips at DaleJuniorFoods.com. Let's speed dial. Speed dial. Let's turn to the best motorsports reporter on the planet from ESPN. He is Marty Smith before the race. It was Taylor, it was Marty, it was Bristol, and, and it was Bo Cephas. Bo Cephas, I knew. My God, it was Bo Cephas. And <laughs> I, my, I tell you what, my man, my man still got it, doesn't he? He's, uh, he's old, but he's Bo Cephas, so he's badass. I'm going to tell you, Marty, I saw the picture of you guys. or One of y'all tweeted a picture. He, he definitely did not look. I, I held the picture up to my yeah. wife. I said, who is that? And she goes, I have no idea. I said, that's Hank Williams Jr. And she goes, oh, my God. <laughs> he's, he's an old man, but he's, he's still got it. And uh, I said to Taylor, as soon as we we walked out on the back stretch together and we were pumped up for Bo Cephas. Yeah. And I looked at Taylor and I said, son, get ready. It might be the apocalypse. <laughs> Hank Williams Jr. and Dale Earnhardt Jr. are in the same place at the same time. <laughs> so we might just all spontaneously combust yeah. and be sucked up into the sky to whatever spiritual realm 
we worship. I can tell you the first great Coliseum didn't have a show like that with Bell <laughs> Jr. But much less the last great Coliseum. But That's the true. last one did. Yeah. <laughs> if anyone wants to know if this if this man is is genuine, my buddy Marty here on Thursday night after dinner, he says, "Taylor, I got a song we got to play before I get out of the truck," and he just starts blaring "Country State of Mind." But ready, yes, sir. ready to tear his shirt off too. Well, yes, sir. Fire, fired up, man. He, you know, Jack D and Hank Junior. Yes, settle down. Jack, Jack D, Bristol, Hank Junior. Why, it, why that song, Marty? I mean, I mean, he's got a great favorite this good. Hank Junior song, man. Is it? I mean, you just—it's it, to me, it says everything that needs saying. It's true. I got you. Listen to the lyrics. Uh, so we played the clip earlier in the podcast. You've heard it. The big decision that Junior Nation is going crazy about whether whether to pit. Or not to pit. At the end of the day, Marty, what's your call? I think in the broader scope, there's no question that it was the right call because you heard Junior's concern about running out of fuel. Look, I had a conversation with Dale on Friday uh, at an appearance at Wally World, and that's a whole other story for another time that I'll probably <laughs> tell on yes. my podcast, Marty and McGee, uh, on Tuesday because it's pretty funny. I would share it with y'all because you know y'all are Junior Nation and. You know, you worship at the altar of Dale Jr., but I got to save it for mine. You got to save it for yours. So, do that. I was discussing with Jr. his thought process right now, given the fact that he's had this this consistent year where they've made pretty good speed. They've had many opportunities. To, to, you know, they're in the in the victory conversation, but having two finishes of thirtieth or worse in a row, what has that done to your confidence? And just point blank, how much do you fear missing the chase? Yeah. And he, he said, look, I'm concerned. I'm real concerned. And I'm putting so much pressure on myself to make this chase that I'd be so disappointed if it doesn't happen. I'm not sure I can describe that to you. He said to me, quote, to miss the chase would be really, really frustrating and really disappointing. I don't really know how we could describe that disappointment if we miss a chase after such having such a strong team, a, a team strong enough to be there, in my opinion. We've had a faster car this year. We just don't have the consistency as far as putting races together and finishes together, and that's been a real frustration every year for us. And that really sums it up to me. Yeah. That, that tells you why Steve made the decision he made, because right now that's all that matters to them. That's a lot of fans context. in the aftermath of that decision said to me on Twitter and whatnot that it frustrated them because why isn't it about winning anymore? Well, the chase is a rebirth. You haven't like if we were in the old system, Junior's got no chance in hell of winning a championship. Right. He makes a chase, he does. Right. It's that simple. Right. And and, and we know that going into the chase, that uh, if you don't have wins, then you have created yourself an uphill battle. That's noted, but people don't understand. To not make the chase, and we've been in that situation before, and a lot of, now at this point we, the chase has been uh, going on long enough where people, you know, even the good drivers, your Jeff Gordon, your Tony Stewart's have not made the chase. You don't understand how bad that stings. How, like what it does, it, how it affects your off season, how it affects your next season. You've got a whole year before you, that actually gets healed, that wound gets healed, and that's assuming you make it the next year. Uh, not Kyle making Bush the said it best last year. We may as well not even be here. Yeah, and, and that's I mean, the way it feels. Yeah, that's the way it feels to those race teams, especially the ones that were in, like Kyle last year. You know, has a has a good year, had some misfortune, couple blown motors, and the next thing you know, he's on the outside looking in. As I recall, he had the best average finish of any team during the chase last year, 
and he wasn't in the chase, and he's basically irrelevant. Right. You just are. Yeah. And you want to be relevant. That's that's the the, the the ultimate terrible feeling for any athlete is irrelevance. So that's why they made the decision they made. Of course you want them to go for wins. If it was 2002, they would have. But it's not. Or if they didn't have a 20-point cushion uh, from 11th, they'd probably go for it. Right. And, you know, if they had a 60-point a uh, cushion, they'd probably go for it. Um, he said to me, too, uh, back to the Wally World conversation I had with him, uh, back to his confidence, I said, you know, what difference in your confidence is there after these two bad finishes in a row? And – he said, it's really not about the confidence. We have the confidence in the equipment and the car being fast. But And he, and he kind of stopped his sentence and looked me right in the eye and said, but when's our luck going to turn? We've had the strangest luck, and it does come and go, and you can't always have the best of luck, and the brakes aren't always going to go your way. But he, had, he fully admitted, this yeah. year's been really challenging from that perspective. So they felt like they wanted to make their own luck on Saturday night rather than push their luck. Have you ever been wronged by another person? Um, that would be affirmative, Taylor, yes. Yes. Well, I, because of you, you being such a great friend of mine, I have become a, a fan of Casey Kane's. Let me ask you, Marty, this question. If you find that person that has wronged you, as Matt Kenseth has wronged him, uh, yep. in between you and the checkered flag at Bristol Motor Speedway on the last lap of the Saturday night race, what does Marty Smith do about it? Um, they're smarter than we are, Taylor. Here's another <laughs> dynamic that, that race fans don't understand. And I'm, and, and that's myself included. I'm not, this is not an indictment on anyone's intelligence because I'm included in this. We don't know what they know. And Matt Kenseth said it very well in his victory press conference. This ain't Bristol 2001. You're not slammed on the bottom and moving people out of the way. You're on the top and trying to move somebody out of the way. If Casey goes and tries to move Matt or wreck Matt, he's going to wreck himself. Juan More Pablo's often than not. Yeah, Juan Pablo's and people don't like Nobody's taking that into account. It, quite frankly, pissed me off the way that a lot of people reacted to Casey's decision, saying that he was weak and he'll never be a champion and – Nobody remembers the nice guy, and they compare him to Mark Martin. Mark Martin's the nice guy. He has no championships. All this mess. Okay, it's a mess. To me, it takes a lot more guts to race away Casey race than to have just sent him in the fence. just does. Yeah. I mean, well, and that's the way I feel about it. Yeah, I mean, what do you end up with when you've wrecked your car and, and you've wrecked somebody else's car? I mean, what, at the end of the day, what have you got? Yeah, Montoya interrupted him and said, I, I, I wanted you to wreck him just for the record. Yeah, of course I mean, you did. Kind of right. funny, but right. but um, I, I think he's absolutely right about this, and it, it, he, it does take more courage to race him the way he did for 25 laps saying, I want to do this the right way. And uh, but I also what the other thing. Think about that here, race? Here, how, I, I how thought it was. I, that finish? I thought it was fantastic, and I got destroyed from fans for saying that I thought it was a great, great finish. Those people that are destroying you are people that are trying to find something wrong with everything in life. Because let me tell you this, I'm sitting there in the pits, and there are 150,000 people on their feet losing their minds. Losing their minds. And and, in the last 30 laps in every single turn, there is a fight for the win. That is what NASCAR is all about. That's what made people fall in love with NASCAR. That that was awesome. And – 
I let me just say this about Casey Kane. Casey Kane, you don't tread on Casey Kane. Casey Kane said this, Matt Kenseth could have lifted at Watkins Glen, and he decided not to. I would have done something differently there. That's not the way I race people. So Casey Kane will stand up for himself. He'd just rather race by you than wreck you. But wait, Marty, what, what, what is people's problem with that race? I, I don't understand. Like, why? How, how are people walk away from that they race? Wanted Casey not to wreck Matt, mm. and they. I mean, I said that I felt like it was great, and people are calling me a NASCAR puppet, and they're calling me a yes man, and all this complete crap. And it's just it's beyond my comprehension. If you don't like that, then turn go go do something else. Yeah, yeah. that's right. Well, because yeah. that to me, maybe I'm more easily amused than your average fan but i thought i mean i couldn't even get enough of it i'm about spontaneously combusted watching it yeah matt's matt's ability to not be rattled was phenomenal matt matt did not look in the rearview mirror the whole time he looked out his windshield and said run your damn line wow that that is i don't know how you do that it is a tremendous ability that i marvel at him that, that, and I just I, – I, sometimes the reaction from people, I don't get it. To me, in my estimation, that was the kind of finish that can reinstill the faith in the sport because yeah. it was about the competition. It wasn't contrived. It was, there was no green-white checker. There was, none of, there was no wave around. All of those two guys were there for a reason. And it. they battled like hell for a victory. It was wonderful to me. Try it, having somebody walking behind you that close for, <laughs> yeah. for five minutes and see if you don't walk differently, it, it was let a, alone drive. It, Biffle and right. Jr. had it going on uh, battling for ninth and tenth, uh, and and Junior and Casey and Matt put on a show there. It was I thought it was awesome. I was proud to be there associated with it. And um, you are the damn man, my friend. Marty and McGee is an excellent podcast, and you've got to listen to that tomorrow so you can hear uh about the redneck jesus stories <laughs> <laughs> dale good. jr at walmart what could go wrong <laughs> yeah i mean it's it's good everything's I, right about it can i just say this final finally outside of dale earnhardt jr do you know who the second most popular man is at bristol motor speedway other than hank no i mean day? i mean maybe even, even, more even than including hank, hank? Uh, yeah this dude that's on this google hangout with us right yeah now. yeah oh, <laughs> it's Martin. unbelievable he owns the place it's his world, and he deserves, people, it. he deserves it. Best motorsports reporter on the planet is Marty Smith. We love you, brother. I appreciate y'all, man. Thanks for having me. And, huh? Taylor, before we go to Reaction Theater, we got to make a phone call real quick. I just got an email from our buddy, Carter Johnson. Mm-hmm. And he has said, he sends me an email, and he says, Hey, is Danica dating anybody? Does she have a boyfriend? I just realized I'm in love. Our boy, Carter Johnson. Oh, my goodness. Are you kidding? Dustin, Dustin, let's call him. Speed dial. All right, we're on the phone with Carter Johnson. Carter, I'm sorry. Uh, hold, on, hold, on, hold on a second. Hold on. We're not on the phone with Carter Johnson. We're on the phone with Coonskin. That's true. Get it right. Okay, I mean, if, if, you want, if you want Junior Nation here on the Dale Junior Download to know who we're talking to, you know, you say, well, we got to call Carter. we got to call Coonskin. My That's bad. right. Coonskin here is time. Coonskin, you sent me an email, and you said, and, and here's the email. It says, is Danica Patrick dating anyone? I just realized I'm in love. Yeah, yeah. 
Coonskin, you know, just, did you really need to ask who, who, who Danica's dating? I mean, it's only been the most widely reported news of the year. Checking my options, you know. I, well, I wanted to see. Okay, so she's dating Ricky Stenhouse, okay? Who's that? <laughs> <laughs> so uh, do you have any plan on, on the way to approach Danica? I mean, if you're going to really make this work. Maybe send her a card, a, a coonskin hat or sort, something I'd like say, that. Be yourself, coonskin. Do, do what you do. Uh, do what you do when you approach women. I think we should. Listen to my heart. We, what is that? Yeah, how do you approach women, Coonskin? You know, uh, it's, it's like a dance, man. Uh, love's like a dance you learn as you go. Okay. Sometimes you leave, song. sometimes you follow. That's right. That's John, <laughs> right. That's John Michael Montgomery right there. <laughs> that's right. That's yeah. the man himself. Hey, uh, Coonskin, if we took you to Atlanta this weekend, okay, and, and Dale Jr. says, hey, Coonskin, come with me. I want you to meet Danica Patrick. Well, what are you going to go up to Danica and say? Man, you know, you can't plan stuff like that. That kind of stuff right there, you gotta, you got to shoot from the hip, speak from the heart, and, and, and know what to go, you know. It's kind of a, uh, kind of a off-the-rip type deal. Do you wear your shirt? You know what? That's a, that's a good – I'm going to have to think about that. I, I'd probably I'd, I'd probably take it off. I'd probably go shirtless. Okay. Yeah. Show her the tattoo? She's got to see the tattoo. Then she think, oh, man, he's got a gun on his waist. Is he, is he, is he an outlaw? Is he this? Is he that? You know? And, I, and she's gonna say, "I gotta find out." Coonskin, yeah, I gotta married. find out. Right? Yeah. You okay. Know? I mean, th- she seems real happy with Ricky Stenhouse. I mean, you're gonna have to do some big time persuading. Coonskin, last question, real quick. Uh, if you had a date with Danica, where would you take her? McDonald's. <laughs> you're going all out, aren't you? I'm just saying, I, I want her to see that. Hey, I know that you got all the glitz and glamour and all that stuff right there, but let's just be real. Let's just be us. You know yeah. what I mean? Well, you don't need to put all your eggs in the first basket, though. I mean, there you know, go. spread it out. Right? Do you supersize yeah. on the first date, or do you wait for the second That's a good to supersize? Question. We might, we might share a number three. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, oh, uh, good stuff. Uh, good stuff, Coonskin. We just had to ask. I uh, thank you for the email. We'll uh, work on this. I don't typically yeah. try hey, to make sure you put, put in a good word. And if you got any dirt on Ricky, you know, let me know. Yeah. I will. Okay. All right. I That's will. good. All thank right. you, Coonskin. Yep. All right, let's fire up Reaction Theater now, Dustin. Let's hear all these crazy people from Saturday night. I had to give myself about 12 hours or so before I called in because I was so hot over that call. One caution before we had enough fuel, we were good to go. Another caution comes out, so we should be even more good to go, and we hit. But I'm the same guy who, if we ran out of gas, I'd be calling in about that. So, double-edged sword there. That's got to be the dumbest call Steve LaTorch ever made. We run so good all night long and then just gave it away at the end. I mean, we could have been up there battling with the 5 and the 20 for the win, but we're back there running for 10th. This is ridiculous. I'm very, 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 very satisfied with this race. He, he raced very well. Some people might say that he had a horrible race and that Stevie's a but I love Stevie, and I'm glad that he made that decision because if he would have gambled, then um, we probably would have been screwed, you know, on the rear end. 10.40 on Saturday night. Instead of relaxing with a couple cold beers, I'm running in my neighborhood like some kind of fitness freak. I cannot believe you don't pit when it makes sense to, but then change your mind and play it safe to get a 10th 
slot. I didn't do a shit. Dale Jr. wanted to pit at the end. Dale Jr.'s driver. He always wants tires. I thought it's your job to tell him to shut the up and drive. I have a comment for Dan, the junior fan. Steve Attart is the best freaking crew chief out there. He made the right decision at the time that we needed that decision. If Junior would have freaking ran out like Clint Boyer, we would have ended up 15th. So it's best to come in, take the fuel, and get a 10th place. Great decision, Steve Attart. Great race tonight. See you all in Atlanta. I'll be there. Left the race last night at Bristol. Uh, Junior had a real good car, led some laps, run top five most of the night. Wish we would have stayed with that pit strategy, but I understand why we didn't. Those previous, the previous two races kind of handcuffed us there a little bit with the bad luck we had. I think had we had good runs in those two races, we probably would have went for win last night. But I understand why we didn't. Junior ran a good race tonight. A lot of people's probably going to be real pissed at Steve Letarte for calling him in to get gas, losing track position. But it's either that or him run out of gas, and then everybody'd be real pissed then. Well, uh, 10th place, it's solid. Uh, regarding the pit call, I think it was the right call at the time to bring 88 to pit road. You can't be short on fuel there and finish in the 20s. That would have been disastrous. But in the overall scheme of the race, I don't think it was the right call. I think the right call would have been to come to pit road when Casey Kane did the previous caution and get tires on and fill it up then because you saw Kane drive up to the field. Obviously, he had a good car, but timing for his pit stop was a lot better than the timing for juniors was hey guys i don't know if you listened to this before the race or only after but i came up with a song for juniors introduction little alice cooper no more mr nice guy hell yeah wow 11 of the top 15 drivers had problems last night and thankfully the 88 wasn't one of them Great job by Junior running a clean race. Great job by Latart calling a smart race. The TJ Majors with the quote of the night when he said the 10 needs to get out of the damn way. Hey, guys, this is Terry Bradshaw. I just want to ask Junior Nation, which would they, which would they rather have happen? Junior pitting and getting a top 10 finish or not pitting, running out of gas, finishing 25th, and losing more points? You got to think big picture here, people. Reaction Theater is open 24-7. All you have to do is call toll-free, like it's 1983, 1-855-740-1902. 1-855-740-1902, and leave us your voicemail message. And we'll play the best each week right here on Dirty Mo' Radio. And don't forget, there are four flavors of Dale Jr. potato chips, crispy original, zesty jalapeno, Creole and green onion, and Carolina barbecue. Go to DaleJrFoods.com right now to get yours today i can't see anything because my contacts fell out so watching me read right now is hilarious let's throw the white flag everybody you got to stop what you're doing and go get the september issue of nascar illustrated because in it is an awesome cover package of dale jr and the dale earnhardt jr foundation you can go buy it at store.seendaily.com nascar illustrated is also carried in walmart and bookstores all across the country now by the way all right i'll see you later <laughs> See it. <laughs> also, there's a coupon right there on the cover for a dollar off Goody's Headache Relief Shot. If you're a longtime Goody's user like we are, Taylor, 
You'll love this new product from Goodies. Yeah. It's super fast, maybe even faster than the powders. You know, those are stupid oh, fast. Those are fast, and they've been used on Sunday mornings. That's right. If you haven't seen the new Diet Mountain Dew advertisement called Dale Earnhardt Jr.'s Diet Dew Portrait, you need to go right now to HendrickMotorsports.com to see it. Go, Taylor, right now. See you. Okay. All right. Now, while you're there, check out the behind-the-scenes gallery of Dale and team making the commercial. Again, that's HendrickMotorsports.com. Saturday's Great Clips 300 Nationwide Series race will start at 7.30 p.m. Eastern on ESPN2. Casey Kane and Regan Smith will be going for Junior Motorsports. Sunday's Advocare 500 Sprint Cup race will start at 7.30 p.m. Eastern time and will be shown on ABC. Mike Davis isn't going to admit this, but it's the truth. He's going to miss the first 100 laps of that Saturday night race. I'm going to miss all of it. <laughs> <laughs> Roll Tide uh, for Mike Davis and Dustin Lee, as well as Marty Smith and Coonskin. I'm Taylor Zarser. This has been the Dale Jr. Download. Share me a number three. <laughs> Thanks for listening to Dirty Mo' Radio. Have you tried the new Dale Jr. potato chips? Are you wondering where you can find them? Today is your lucky day. Go to DaleJrFoods.com to see where you can find the chips in your area or place an order online. You can have them shipped right to you. That's DaleJrFoods.com.